0: Next time I want a little shout out. Give me a shout.
1: All right. Next you got time.
0: It. Well, well, yeah. You don't think he's done winning, do you?
1: Well, he said he's the pinnacle. He already he already reached the top.
0: Yeah, but he's like the. You know who else won all the time was Rocky. You know it was a little slow start, but once he's in there, just bam, he's <laughs> nice. just smoking him down.
1: It's time for class racing today. The podcast for the NHRA class racing fan. Welcome back to Class Racing Today. It has been quite the summer. ClassRacingToday.com. ClassRacingToday at gmail.com. On the social media is Class Racing Today. Uh, Brian, it's been a summer uh, so far. It's been uh, almost two months since there was a live episode uh, of this show. Um, what's been going on in your world,
0: Brian? It's... uh man, where did summer go? (laughs) Like I remember being excited about racing and it was winter and it was cold and we were getting ready for St. Louis and it's like, it's going to be cold again. (laughs) I don't know what happened.
1: Uh, 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 Bobby, you're in the, uh, the, the, the guest house. Is that right?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I'm in the, uh, I'm in the condo here. Excellent. In, uh, New Jersey, Margate city, New Jersey.
1: Now you have been running about the, the East coast, most of the summer uh, chasing cars around um, racetracks, uh, drag strips. Give us a little rundown briefly. I know you've been doing some flash news quite a bit to keep people updated as we go throughout the, the, uh, the summer, but break down kind of how that's been.
2: Well, it has, it's been <clears throat> sort of a busy summer for me because, as you remember, I was trying to race a little bit in June. I couldn't. I got married there at the end of June. And then July and August have been like kind of crazy. I hit a couple races in uh new media. I hit the class racer nationals at New Media. Um broke one car, started driving in another car, went out to Indy to run um the US Nationals in Superstock. And it was it was a it was a great trip and I had a lot of fun, but didn't didn't fare too well on the racing side of things. And then um, came back to Maple Grove to run this national event, kind of with our tail between our legs. And then I had the greatest weekend of my life this past weekend.
1: We'll so, we'll get into that later. Um, yeah. Brian, you were able to attend your first national event this, this, uh, this is summer as well, correct?
0: Yeah, I would say uh, definitely not my last. Um, you know, we went to the Brainerd... Divisional and first pass qualifying, yeah, I had a engine malfunction. Ugh. So that was kind of a huge letdown, but I uh oh thank you to uh, my good friend and mentor, old Johnny McLaughlin, because we were Brainerd's about four, four and a half hours from South Winnipeg, where he lives up in North Dakota, and I'm kicking rocks about 8 o'clock at night, because, you know, it was first passed on the track. All of a sudden, I lost some oil pressure and came back and took the oil filter off. and Went next door to my neighbor, the very talented Lance Lyon, and cut the oil filter apart, and he said, that's not good. So I was kicking rocks and disappointed. Like, first national event, don't have a car. And John's like, we can go get the wagon. So about 9.30 at night, we uh, shoved my trailer out into the into the sandbox and headed to North Dakota to pick up the old two-ton tomato, which (laughs) was uh, a little bit of a a little uh, interesting being the old diehard Mopar guy. It was kind of cool to have a Mopar back in the trailer, but it was funny because I'm six two and I'm not sure how, uh, how tall the McLaughlin family family is, but uh, John's, significantly shorter, and his daughter Breezy, who had been driving the station wagon, was even shorter yet, so as I crawled into the station wagon to back out of his garage, my knees were literally in the steering wheel, the steering wheel <laughs> was almost touching my chest, we got it out, put it in the trailer car, which was interesting, because, yeah, you're not opening the door and getting out of that thing in my trailer, so I actually had to crawl all the way over the back seat, all the way out the back of the wagon and out the back seat, or out the back window, which... <laughs> it's funny being in that large a car like it's a long ways from the front seat to the back window to get out of that thing i will say that but got her back to the track uh thursday while everybody was racing what was that yeah it would have been while everybody was racing the divisional we were uh taking the blocks off of the pedals so she could reach the pedals and <laughs> slide the seat back as far as it'll go and trying to make it so a adult could drive it and yeah, I would have liked to have a couple passes in it because it was a little different than the Camaro. We're running 12s instead of 10s, but you know, all in all, it was really cool. I'd like to get another chance and get uh, a little more seat time in there. My lights were absolutely terrible because it's it leaves a little different than I'm used to in the Camaro. and Apparently, I'm just a crappy reaction type person anyways, but uh, it was fun. First round, got to race class for the first time. That was pretty cool. Um, unfortunately I had to go into the combo, so I had to race one of those really fast, under-factored front-wheel drive cars, and I got spanked, and that was my first pass. And every time we went down the track, we got better, so that was pretty cool. Um, got to race, first round of my first national event, I get to race one of my good friends, Paul Marola, who is just a killer anyways. And I was excited because it was the first time we'd raced, but not excited enough to be able to cut a light. And yeah, he ended up beating me. And the funny thing was, is we were 90 degrees. The air was just terrible all week. We roll into first round eliminations at the national event. And it's roughly 20 degrees colder than it'd been. And I'd been running like 1240s, 1242, 1245, like three rounds in a row for qualifying and for class. And Like, all right, I told John, what do you think the car's going to run? he goes, well, it's going to pick up. Maybe a tenth, tenth and a half if you drive it right. Cause I'd been just struggling with sh- hitting the shift points and everything. It was just a total different feel. And, uh, so it's like, well, we'll dial a, we'll dial 32. And if I do it right, I'm holding some. If I don't, that's what's going to run. Yeah, not even close. I think it ran 26. I broke out. Paul broke out. And my, my light was so terrible that it didn't really matter. I didn't deserve to win. But, <laughs> you know, like walking around, seeing fans everywhere like just people in the just the whole atmosphere of the national event was probably what was really cool like i drove the worst i've drove probably in three years and that part sucked but just the cool like walking around going to the midway and seeing that i can definitely see why you like going on that thing bobby because it was just really it was a really cool experience um got to hang out with the Holtz all weekend they were they were super uh super cool in hospital (laughs) or hospital their hospitality was uh was off the charts uh just great people the cottons you know it was kind of like a family reunion getting to see all those people again and getting to meet some people that i've never met j-rod and all those guys were super helpful like what can we do to help and i don't know it was just it was really cool it makes me uh makes me see there may be something to the nhra side like said the whole national event divisional thing was really cool it was just Giving the scenario and the mindset that I was in after I broke my car first round, it definitely was still very memorable and very fun. And I'll definitely go back. It's, it's on my list now. I was actually so excited, Bobby. I signed up for the St. Louis national event, but no, I don't have a car. I had to pull out of that, but.
2: Well, I heard, uh, J rod was telling me that they had a car for you to borrow. If you wanted to come out to Indy, maybe they'll let you borrow that for another race that they'll be at. Well,
0: I will, uh, I was excited, but I will say I'm a little, uh, hesitant after my last loaner car thinking like I lost all faith in my ability to be able to, to drive. I, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm just that bad on the tree or I've learned how to bring my car up. Cause I can be double O's very consistently in my car and then I'm in the wagon and you know, I can bring the car to where I need to be in my spot in the tree instead of first round of a national events. Not like, Hey, let's try something different. Like that's.
2: uh, yeah well you just went from two totally different you know um areas of the spectrum there with your car versus that wagon that was probably what a 3,800 pound wagon and you probably couldn't leave uh, as high and as hard as you do in your car i guess
0: yeah i was rolling across the scale at like 4,200 pounds
2: oh my goodness forty-two (laughs) hundred.
0: It's funny when you go across the scale, it's just like me when I wake up in the morning, you know, I'm like, Oh, what do I weigh this morning get on the scale? And you go, damn, that's what the scale people were doing when I rolled across in the wagon, which (laughs) (laughs) the funny thing is, is I drove around the Camaro, you know, I've been racing now for two years with that car. Nobody takes my picture. Like, it's not like, Hey, look, there's a 2000 Camaro. No, it's just like, oh, they think I'm like some spectator that's lost driving around out in the pits. When you're driving around on the two-ton tomato, it's like Bigfoot running around with you. Like, people are dropping the stuff, taking their picture. So, it was, it was fun to run the Mater. I'd like a little more seat time in it before I uh, to go back out there again. But the problem was it was really hard to cut a light when you go to bring your foot off the brake. You like, to go to launch, and my knee would ram right on the steering wheel. Like, I could only get my knee about two inches off lift off the pedal about two inches that I was in the steering wheel. So it was really hard to be aggressive there. And I told John, can't I just take a hacksaw and cut like a bottom quarter of the steering wheel off? So I got room for my (laughs) gargantuan knee to come up past the, (laughs) but no, it was, it was, it was just, it was really awesome. Um, definitely glad I did it. You know, thanks to everybody that was there that, that helped out and it'll, uh, 'll definitely well, you had today. an
2: exciting story on the way to the track didn't you um or you didn't but you helped somebody uh on the way to the track didn't you help the uh the out yeah that was uh
0: you know I'm trying to getting stuff ready and all of a sudden i am you know tech messaging back with them because i was gonna try to we were gonna pit together and do this whole thing and try to do some live shows and stuff but uh I'm going and i think believe they made it to bloomington and somebody pulled out in front of Stan, who obviously had to get on the brakes pretty hard. And for J Rod following, I shouldn't tell this story without making sure it was okay with him, but that's okay; they'll be okay with it now. So J Rod ends up running into the back of Stan's toter home trailer, the stacker trailer, and completely tears off the end gate on the freeway in Bloomington. So they're like, she was like, "Oh, we're trying to, we're in the parking lot of I think it was like an REI, trying to get the tailgate." modified to get back on the trailer so they can get there. And I uh, I reached out to Mike Mans, who... Who's the guy that worked on that? They wouldn't know. I don't remember the guy. But the guy that actually built Mans's trailer lives in that area. So he went over there, and they got into the shop, and they completely rebuilt a whole tailgate on the back of their stacker trailer so they could get to, their, get to the race. And that was just cool. You know, it's not a big deal. Racers helping racers, right? Like, you don't even don't even really think of it as helping but it's just putting people in the right connections and it was cool that everybody kind of jumped in together and made it happen and got him going again um the that's p- cool pictures are pretty hilarious so you know j-rock can fix anything when he's out in the parking lot with a grinder trying to rebuild the lift or the rear tailgate of the trailer so they can go racing like <laughs> that guy's just a absolute magician with tools and
2: yeah
1: he's so yeah, a that was... driver too.
0: yeah no kidding he uh it was definitely fun to watch that when then they got all back together and got to the track and it was just like, yeah, it happens. You know, just calm. Like it was just, it was really cool how all that worked out. Well, that was even better yet. So I helped them, but yet I didn't want them to get help too fast. Cause I actually parked in a spot that was a for J rod. So I got a good parking spot out of the deal too. I just had to hold them up just long enough to where I could get a better spot to park out in the pits. But no, it was, uh, I'm always I'm kinda wondering too, isn't there like a hard luck award? I kinda feel they got shafted on that national event because I think if people would have known that story, they would have definitely driving up from Houston having to change the rebuild their trailer when they're almost to the track. That should have got a hard luck award in my mind. But
2: Yeah. The Never Rest award, I think that's that's that award that they give out, right?
0: Yeah, I think I think they probably should have been a shoe in for that, but Oh yeah. That's okay. They'll their stories of it'll be actually the best part is You have to ask him about their first trip to Minnesota. But no, it was, uh, it was just, it was really cool. Got to see, uh, talk to Joe Santangelo a little bit, man. That guy's just, uh, just a machine, man. He even ran good this weekend. So, I mean, it was just, it was kind of neat to get to race with people we don't normally race with. Even our local guys were right in the hunt. I mean, it was, it was really cool. I'm, uh, definitely going to go back if, Unfortunately, my car's done for the year. I've looked at a million different ways to try to piece it back together, and I just I want to do it right if I'm going to do it. And I got a building project. I actually don't even have a shop as of here in about two weeks to work on anything, so car's still sitting on the trailer where it went when I left, and once I get my new building project, which we've been rain and hail, and that's all been put off three, four weeks here, so we're busy trying to get that project started and, I've just kind of decided my racing is over for the year and this winter we'll rebuild and come at it again next year.
2: Sounds good. Get on it.
0: I think we need to find what's going on. We need to figure out what the last race or last two races of the year are where the crew's all going to be at. And we'll just fly down and do a live show from the, the track. Indy just would not work for me this year I would have told my wife, she told me I could, but it was just a matter of, I had way too much stuff happening and need to figure out how to make some money so I can fix my car.
2: Keep selling that farming equipment. <laughs> is that what you do? I can't remember.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, we do see and we do plan our upgrades and remodels. And that's the reason why I need to shop is because I need a spot to work on that. But
2: keep winning uh Tyler behind in his big money race. That would be you a good well start.
0: There. I hope he does that again.
2: Yeah. I think
0: you will. No, that was uh so yeah, all in all that was my national event. You know, it was cool, like they were uh you know, just the whole tech aspect. I think they actually pulled some cars in. It was just it was fun to actually be a part of the whole deal. I mean, there is a lot of dead time, which I thought would be just mind numbingly painful, but it wasn't bad at all. I like I said I see now why the Holtz do their hospitality side of things the way they do it because that really makes it go fast if you can find them at the track you're going to be entertained
2: yeah downtime at a national event to me is not is not bad like it would be at maybe something at something else at like a bracket race or a uh even a divisional there's always people to talk to there's always people to meet and um at like me going out to indy i mean we were there for five days and um i lost on thursday i think it was and i stayed till saturday and i was still having a blast walking around meeting new people that i never you know would normally meet at any other race that i go to so uh yeah nationals to me it's they're the greatest that's the whole reason i class race i've never you know kept that a secret like if if nationals got taken away my cars would be up for sale
0: i will say another thing that uh i see more value now too is this whole drags and drag insights app like being able to get in there and play with that a little bit. Like, I could see, you know, when you show up at a place and you don't know who's there, like, you know, our association races, it's the same 60, 70 cars all the time. You kind of know what guys are going to run. It's not that hard to go back and look at the data that you've collected because, you know, you've run a lot of the people over time. But, and just to roll into somewhere new, pop open the app, look them up. You can see what their average lights are, what their average dial ins are. Like, that's, that's a pretty cool deal that they got going there. I uh there's a lot of value there. And anybody listening right now, like I said, if you uh reach out to reach out to the guys at Drag Insights and look at the demo on that thing, that's that's gonna be kind of a game changer, I think, for people like myself. Like, you know, the the travelers that have been everywhere and raced everybody, like, you know, you kinda maybe it matters, maybe it doesn't, but it sure is cool just to see what kind of role they're on and you know, I even looked mine up, and of course, I've got four rounds or four total rounds, zero rounds one, zero win percentage. Like my my HRA schedule is pretty disastrous here. But
1: so so it's accurate, you're telling me? Yeah,
0: I'm a big loser, <laughs> so everybody's gonna look at me and be like, "Yeah, don't worry about there." But I mean, you can, GT, you can every GT, I'll fluff
2: that up for you if you want for a, <laughs> for a fee. No,
0: <laughs> every GT, average your action time, average dial in. I mean, it's just. You know, average qualifying, like it's just really cool. And you can even go back and look. I wish there was a good way to always show who I've raced because you're like, I think I've raced that person, and that's. And then it actually lists that's, all that. That's
2: on there now. That should be. We just added that yesterday, I believe. Your competition list, and now you you can just sign in. You can just register. You don't have to email us anymore. The whole uh, sites.com Just go to the login page and register for an account. That has all been set up.
0: Yeah, that's uh, it's really cool. I wish, wish there was a way to get. We need to get our association races and that stuff in here. I understand the way bringing data in and stuff is is tough that way, but I could see it definitely growing. You know, big money bracket guys, that kind of stuff. It'd be there's a there's a huge market there.
1: So, Bobby, this weekend was special for you.
0: And Bobby, Bobby is gonna get the head start. Fazio gets the win, and Jonathan Aligrucci just flat couldn't wait. Come into a final round where both drivers are looking for their first, Fazio got away on the green. Aligrucci was three thousandths of a second too soon.
3: And for the first time ever in his first final round, your Super Stock champion, another one of the local Pennsylvania boys. Welcome to the stage, Bobby Fazio. Hometown crowd, you got a big ovation. You come here with all your friends and family hanging out with you here in the winner's circle. You go to your first final, you pick up the win, and that's a tough race. You have that big old screaming V10 over there. You got that little itty-bitty pony back there, and you're able to hang on. It was just an amazing feeling uh, to, to do what I just accomplished. I spent so many birthdays blowing out candles wishing to win the Keystone Nationals in that car in front of this crowd and to get interviewed like this. And I can't believe it's finally happening. <laughs> I love the emotion. He's crying up here. We love that. This is what we love about first time winners at your home racetrack in that car. The emotion of this moment. What part of today will you remember the most? Now, so I, I mean, it's a stick shift car. It's hard enough to win in as it is. And um, my mom's name is still on the side of that car. She passed away in 2005. And she was riding with me all weekend in that car. And, i just felt her presence in there and i can't believe when those wind lights just kept coming on i knew she had something to do with it so uh i gotta thank my dad my dad puts his heart and soul into that car and he's working on it all the time i'm not i don't live near him anymore so i don't even have a whole lot of time to help him he provides me with a such a well equipped and prepped car it's always running good it's always safe we build all of our engines transmissions rear ends we i would thank supporters if we had some other than my friends and family I mean, we do it all on our own and on a budget. So uh, I got to thank my sister, my aunt, my sister Anita, my wife, Kiana, who wasn't able to come today. She's working and not feeling well, and I really wish she could have been here with me. Uh, my grandfather, who's in the hospital right now, Joe, we're thinking about you and praying for you. Um, that's it. I mean, my, my friends and family, uh, Steve. Steve. Uh, My buddy. I have a lot of friends that came to the races for the first time this weekend. They had no idea that it was this easy to win. They think it just happens like this all the time. you got a couple thousand of them in the stands now, too. Hey, how's that podcast going to be this week? Oh, my God. I don't know. You might have to come on and interview me on there. (laughs) We'll let Reinhardt do that. Glassracingtoday.com. If you guys want to know about Stock and Superstock, I dedicate my life to spreading the word on Stock and Superstock, real muscle cars doing what they originally meant to do, wheel stands and screaming down the track. Bobby Fazio for the first time, and he does it here at home.
2: That was amazing. That was the dream, the dream. The whole reason I got into super stock and eventually stock was to win that race right there. That's it. Done. So you're done. Finished. The pinnacle. I don't have to race anymore. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I don't know what to do now. I better take up fishing.
0: I got I got goosebumps just from watching it. Like that's pretty cool.
2: Uh, my mouth was just motor in there. I didn't even know. I was just like, I wish I had time to prepare.
0: <laughs> I'm surprised the guy, as prepared as you are, like, you know, the math tutor, Mr. Analytical, like, you've got everything laid out. Like, I'm surprised you don't have, like, a pull-down, like, script already wrote out. Like, all right, we're going to win. <laughs> Hang on. Like, I got a few notes here. And you show up with, like, a 75-page binder of, all right, <laughs> hit all the bullet points. And I'm a little disappointed. The thing is, yeah. I, I used
2: to do that. Like I used to, you know, when I would dream about winning that event, I used to be like, what if they interviewed me? What would I say? What would I say? I got to make sure I thank this person and that person. And and then I got up there and all that was out the window. I was like, oh man, I don't even know what to say.
1: You, you should have totally, hold on. I, I'm totally not prepared. Let me yeah. see. <laughs> Let me find some notes here. Right.
0: <laughs> I'd like to thank my co-host for showing me what not to do. No. Oh wait, I don't think you said anything about me. Man. I thought we were close. Yeah,
1: you know, I, I thought that too, but whatever.
0: It's okay. Next time. Next time I want a little shout out. Give me a shout.
1: All right. Next you got time.
0: It. Well well, yeah, you don't think he's done winning, do you?
1: Well, he said it's the pinnacle. He already he already reached the top.
0: Yeah. But he's like the you know who else won all the time? It was Rocky, you know? It was a little <laughs> slow start, but once he was in there, just bam, he's nice. just smoking him down.
1: So uh, a build up to that, um, to that last race, what, what was that like? Were you in your head? Were you like, I, this could happen or was it, uh, were you skeptical? Once,
2: yeah, once for me, usually once I get pissed, like, like third round, mm-hmm. I think that's when, that's when the thoughts start can, is this could happen kind of starts creeping in. Yeah. Um, I, I was just. You know i've had 10 years of bad luck at that race like first round exits second round exits in 2019 which was the last time we had the race because it was canceled in 2020 i made it down to the, the final eight the quarterfinals and i went five thousand uh, five thousandth red mm. and in front of the crowd and i was just like oh you know i blew my chance you know again this past weekend though was just the way things were falling uh in place for me and Like it was, I almost feel guilty sometimes. Like, uh, you know, I I, I don't have a great reaction time, and the other driver is just worse than I was, and I got by. Uh, Semi-final against Byron Warner, I'm 28, he's 006. I mean, I dialed up thinking I was, you know, holding two, and I kind of went into it where I had a feeling he was going to feed me the stripe. So I was just trying to keep my fender out in front of his nose they got those camaras got that nose that dips down and i was so worried about that damn thing uh tripping the beam so uh, he was coming up alongside of me i could see that nose down already and i was just kind of rubbing my brake pedal just trying to stay uh, out in front of him and i did fourth out i mean he he, he, he could have taken the stripe there and been safe on his dot he was double oh six on the trip mm. like things were just falling my way and even in stock i was actually i was. Um, uh, the first two rounds of stock i had terrible lights and i got by i i I couldn't even make so they gave us a fourth qualifying session uh on friday morning which is they've never done before so everybody had a, a another session friday morning hit the tree and get ready for eliminations that started friday around uh 11 or 12 o'clock i couldn't get the uh the car i was driving in stock couldn't get it started mm. changing batteries uh, messing with the starter, messing with the solenoid, couldn't get the thing cranked up and I had to miss the fourth qualifying session on Friday morning with that car. And the weather was so different than it was the day before that I needed that run. Uh, everybody was picking up a 10th, 10th and a half. I mean, now i I had to go in the first round blind in that car. So I, I actually, and, and I was a designated pair to make it worse. Cause I qualified dead last cause I was trying to avoid the other L cars there because I knew I didn't have a whole lot of power. <laughs> uh, I was driving a 65 Mustang, a friend of mine, 65 Mustang that he actually saw the license plate and inspection on. He drives the car on the street. So it's a, it's a pretty, wow. it's a really cool car. Yeah. And um, so we qualified dead last much to his dismay. I kept telling him, don't worry. I'm, I'm I mean, I got a plan here because <laughs> I know he wasn't too thrilled about me <laughs> shutting the car off a thousand foot going down the track all the time. And, we couldn't make that fourth qualifying session where I was going to make my move and I was stuck as dead last and I had to be the designated pair. So I got up there to run first round, you know, blind using my weather calculations. Mm-hmm. But um, Pete Oaks, who, who drives a wagon, Shane Oaks's father, I saw him up there. He was a designated pair and I just said, Pete, I'm, I missed that qualifying session. Is there anything you can tell me, you know, uh, how fast or was it? And he told me how much faster he went. I took that into consideration. I put a number on the window. I had a better light than my opponent. I drove the stripe well, and I got through that first round. And when that happened, I was just like, wow. Right before that round, there was a Racers for Christ chaplain standing up there. And I told that gentleman, I'm having a hell of a day. Can we get a prayer going here (laughs) or what? So he put his, his arm around me. We bowed our heads, and we prayed for, you know, Need to make some good decisions and give me some wisdom and and let me just you know let let if God sees fit that I can get through this day, uh let it happen. and he did. And I was fortunate to go first and second round win both rounds in both cars. and like I said, my lights and stock were I was like forty something and I was seventy something. and it was always I, I was seventy something and my opponent was ninety something, and that's how I got through second round. Wow. it was crazy. And then the next day we had third round, and I had a, a matchup against the Copo. Now I'm going 12, you know, 20, and the Copo was going 940, I think, or 920. I got a three second head start, and there I was 010 on the tree. And the Copo, Phil Langford, three seconds later was 010 on the tree, and I took the strike <laughs> by 11 thousands or something. So it was just things were going my way until the fourth round, I got stuck in that heads up I was trying to avoid. And we did everything we could, quick turnaround times, though. When I was up there in Superstock, they were given final call for stock. And when I was up there in wow. stock, they were given final call for Superstock. So I didn't have time to do anything. They held the show up for me two times hmm. um, where they didn't run any cars down the track because they were waiting for Fazio to get back up to the lane. So I really got to <laughs> thank NHRA and, and the lanes workers for working with me and, um, you know, letting me make those runs. But that that fourth round heads up. I did have a 15 light and um, the other guy was 90, but rightfully so because he knew he had me covered. Mm-hmm. And uh, we gave him a run for his money. He didn't pass me until like eighth mile and he had me by like a car length at the finish line. But I I might have had two 65 Mustangs going into Sunday, which would have just been unreal uh, and definitely unreal by, you know, for me to, to be in two cars on mm-hmm. Sunday. I, I would have lost my mind. I probably wouldn't have slept. <laughs> You you
0: should have talked to the chaplain the day before instead of in the lanes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He kept checking on me then after that, he kept seeing me up in the lanes again. And he was just like giving me the nod, like, Hey, I guess our little prayer, uh, you know, worked. Keep it going, keep it going. And then Sunday when he saw me, you know, he was like, wow, you know, that's, that's amazing. I wish I could remember his name. And then, um, Someday before the final round. That was crazy. Just when I um got past Warner, that's when I knew this this that's when I was like, wow, this this could be this could actually happen. But Alagucci was double O all the time. Like so I like there was a vote on Facebook, which I can't believe on uh final four, who you got, and eighty people voted for Warner. And I would have thought 50 people for Oaks. You know, 40 people for Allegrucci and maybe 10 people for me just because they like Fords. And I was surprised when I saw 80 people for Warner and like 40-something people for me and 20-something people for Oaks and only six people for Allegrucci, which is crazy because I've never beat Allegrucci. He's a good driver. His car is like unbelievably like consistent. It's one of them V10 drag pack challengers. I was I was not looking forward to racing him.
0: I, I was, was kind of
2: hoping Oaks would win that round because... Uh, I think Oaks' car is a little bit slower and I I wouldn't be getting chased as hard.
0: I find it amazing 40 people like Ford. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, go back to Warner. Like, that dude was on fire. I mean, 001. You know, second round. He was 003, third round. I mean, or, or, let's see, Yeah, he was 22, fourth round, but he's no. Got to back I, down. And they you know? have that
2: horrible twenty-two light against Anthony Bertozzi. I can't believe it.
0: <laughs> like 006 against you. I mean, he was Warner was ripping down I, the tree like that. I
2: was. That I guy- tried to take him out of his element. I mean, you can't do that to the Warners. Like they, <laughs> they're pros. I mean, I was doing everything I can. I mean, I I obviously I go into every round knowing everything about everyone, and you know I knew I had to win that coin toss because I wanted to get. I wanted that left lane. I'm pretty sure he probably wanted it to. He was in it six times leading up to that. And it didn't phase him a, an inch. I mean, double oh six. six. Like I, I was hoping maybe he would go red right over there. Maybe he would be 30 or something, you know, something bad by his standards. And me, when I left, I thought, you know, maybe, maybe I was 20. I was really trying to be, I was trying to be like 10 against him. Well, he, and, he uh, did
0: kind of miss it. You know, he was six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't phase those Warners. They're like Superman. They're just bulletproof, you know. It's that part's pretty cool.
2: And he's i passionate. You know, he's they're passionate racers. Um, we got down there, you know. They did they do contingency now after the uh semifinal. So after after I won that semifinal, they weighed me and they pulled me over. They they pulled us all over to check our stickers. And, um, I, I I didn't know that they did that right there. And, um, yeah, I could tell, you know, he was, he was upset, uh, but we shook hands and, and, um, you know, he congratulated me on the win. And then after, after I actually, he told me you better go out there and win this whole thing now, because I just, you know, (laughs) yeah, I just had a double O six late against you pal. And, uh, by all standards here, I should have been my round. And, uh, it was a fourth stripe margin down there. Um, but yeah, after I won the whole thing, he and his brother, both, you know, they both congratulated me and, and, um, they stopped, they were, they were leaving, you know, they were on their way out. They stopped, they pulled over at the top of the lanes there and, uh, got out of their, uh, uh, vehicles and came over and shook my hand, gave me a hug and congratulated me. And I appreciated it. I really did uh so i'm sure they'll go down to charlotte that's their track they own that place uh, one of them will win down there i'm just i'm predicting it right now
0: all i know is you've been lying to me for 33 episodes now saying slow cars can't win slow cars can't win blah 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 you were the slow car every <laughs> single round
2: well look how well you did in that wagon
0: so uh <laughs> how did you uh see look at the advantage of the red light you know you take advantage of your opponents with the slower car <laughs> car leaves uh, they yeah, flinch boom so i don't want to hear any more of the slow car baloney that oh slow cars can't win or i'm gonna go fly jody lang over there to slap you
2: yeah right yeah well i i really do think it's so funny because my friend todd hoven who drives a uh a 65 coronet in double a stock automatic and he was on a tear there he won the maple grove divisional he went out to indy And he run it up there and he went deep rounds at this race. He is always telling me race that super stock car. You drive that car. Well, get out of that damn stocker. He always says, stop wasting your time in that car. Focus on this car. And I'm always telling him, ah, you know, it's a clutch car. It's just, it's not, what am I doing? Air shifted trans brake, super stock cars. I mean, we go out there, you know, so people can take pictures of the car and we do, you know, we try to win, but it's not feasible. It's not, it's not logical. And um god damn, he was right. So I am I do want to focus more on this superstar car. It's got areas where it can improve. We are you know, we are in the stone age when it comes to our clutch setup, our launch rpm. You know, nobody does does it this way anymore. We leave it at a high RPM and pull the motor down nowadays cars are you know stick cars leave at a low rpm and, and and let the counterweights and the clutch setup pull the motor up like an automatic does when it hits the converter i mean we are just uh you know there's a lot of areas that we can improve that car and now it's like well what the hell do i do i just i'm driving it well i just you know one now you've got to go change the whole car like ugh, i don't know uh the motor is a little tired though it's, i think it's time for that to come out and it, it needs to be um refreshed
0: just keep driving it when when you know three or four more this year and
2: i am i'm so mad at myself with that contingency though like i said on flash news the other night i couldn't find i don't know why i couldn't find i, I think i was just too excited uh, shaking people family ran down and was talking to me uh the nhri guy took over he said you want me to do it for you and i said yes and he was rattling off. He said, all right, this one. I was like, yep, stick it right there. This one, stick it right there. I remember saying, I'm like, I have K&N oil filters right here, and I got it on the car. Where, why can't I find it on there? And then I even said it on Flash News. I was like, man, I didn't see K&N oil filters on there. Well, here they sent me my copy of the contingency yesterday, and there's K&N oil filters right on there. I don't know how I missed the box. I hope my dad's not watching this, because that's 300 bucks that we just lost out on. And um I emailed NHRA, I sent them pictures of the car. I said, Look, it's here's a picture from Thursday, here's a picture from Sunday, the sticker's on there, the filters on there, the filter's still on there, the car's uh still in the trailer because I haven't even gotten it out yet. I can take a picture. And they said, No, we can't we can't verify it. We can't honor it now. So if anybody knows who I can hit up at K and N and beg and plead, maybe they could help me out on that. I'd appreciate it.
0: Well, you know, for next time.
2: <laughs> for next
0: time <laughs> well it's not that hard right you just show up and do it like
2: yeah that's that's what my friends th- my friends that came for the first time they just kept seeing the wind light come on they were like hey, this is cool why, why, is there another one of these next week like what's going on Yeah. And i'm like dude it doesn't always it doesn't always work like this but i'm glad you're here maybe you guys are good luck maybe you need to come all the time
0: so how often did you check your air pressure
2: <laughs> oh man you know me <laughs> I check it. I'm, I'm just like doing merry-go-round around the car. Check, 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 check. Then it's time to roll down. Dad, here's the gauge. You check him again.
0: I think your advantage was with two cars. You were too busy to get in your head. Didn't have time to mess with it. Just get in and drive.
2: That yeah, definitely true on on Saturday morning because they ran those two rounds of us. Uh, I ran third round of super stock at 10:15. I ran fourth round of super stock at 10:50. So. That means I ran stock in there two times and one of them was a heads up. So they gave us, they were just, it was, I was literally running, sprinting out of one car, take the helmet, take the jacket, take the pants, take the and marker, get into the other car, uh, hurry up, put the battery charger on that, the fan on that, cool it down, get in the other car. Didn't even have time to enter the run in the computer and, and download the data or anything like that. I just had to get up there and, and, and get ready for a heads up. I had, um kyle core's father i believe his name's dennis dennis core was pitted behind me kyle got best appearing car in a really nice uh ah, geez now i can't even what is it a dodge dart i think and um uh, his father uh, dennis core was helping us he saw that we had the heads up we were trying to get something done there and he came over and was giving us a hand and i appreciated that so thank you dennis core and the core family, and congratulations on your best appearing car. That thing is gorgeous. I saw it on TV. They put that on on the uh box coverage the other day. Um when they were showing the pros. And that was really cool.
0: Well, it was uh it was fun to watch. It was uh it was cool. I'm really, really happy for you, dude. That was awesome. The uh I don't know, it's fun to get back in the back in the studio here and get together and we uh got a pretty good lineup of guests so it's gonna be fun now you have something in common with the people we're talking to i'll just have to take your guys's word for it <laughs> <laughs> is it is it hard to sleep with the wally under your like under your neck or are you more yeah. still like cradling it in your arms when you sleep at night or
2: uh, it's a heavy wally man it wasn't that thing is like a 15 pound kettlebell it was uh pretty cool i let i let dad keep that one though. that one's at his house I got my class Wally right here, though. You can kind of see it uh, on the back because I, I won class too on Thursday. Um, I was the only stick shift car. They couldn't even find me somebody to throw in a combo with. Wait, so you won so by default? Didn't you? I won <laughs> by default. I had a buy bi- <laughs> run and class eliminations. Wow. So I got a class Wally and and another contingency form. That that confused me also because I didn't think they paid contingency for class other than Indy and Gainesville and the JEG Sports Nationals. So when I saw that, I was like, sick. Like Ford was on there, VP was on there, and uh, Moser Axel was on there. And maybe, I don't know, it was like three or four. So that would be, you know, a nice little extra three or $400 too.
0: This winning thing is strange, new uncharted territory for us.
2: You're telling me I, I couldn't even <laughs> fill out a damn contingency form. That's how unchartered it was for me.
0: Just have them All you gotta do is
2: check boxes off and look for the sticker. And uh, my hand was shaking. My my uh, my legs were shaking. You know, the poor guy had to come over and help me.
0: Well, that was it. Was awesome. Like I said, good job. Uh, you'll get your CRT contingency someday if we ever come up with one. So
2: yes, and I do want to come up with one. Because did you guys notice that Matt Lisa when he was in the final of stock at the U.S. Nationals, the camera was zoomed in on his CRT sticker on his back window, and then like panned out to show the final. I thought that was really cool.
0: Yeah, it was awesome. What's uh What's up for next? When's your next race?
2: Um, that is a good question. I want to go to. The Dutch Classic is this weekend, which is a big national open at Maple Grove. and this is probably the first time I won't be able to make it since I've been racing. and it's, it's a race that's been pretty good to me. I won it two times, but I just don't I don't have enough time to get the car kind of maintenance and checked before it. and I want to go to Virginia next weekend. we have a double divisional. We have one Thursday and Friday and then another one Saturday and Sunday. Uh, however, there's a big family wedding on Saturday here in pennsylvania so i i think you know i might get down there and run the thursday friday and then have to leave for the saturday sunday race but i'm planning on virginia and um, i don't think i'll be racing any more national events this year Uh but i will be traveling to a couple i think i'm going to go out to the vegas race or maybe the bristol race i want to go out and keep spreading the word on our podcast and keep meeting people and talking to people a lot you know, I had such a blast doing that out in Indy and it, national events are the best way to network and meet new people, meet met vendors, manufacturers, you know, potential sponsors. So those are, those are my plans for the rest of this year. Next year, I might try and run, you know, I don't know run for points. I'll put together a schedule and see if it's feasible. See if we, we can, you know, make it to uh, enough races to try and finish in a, a top 10 or maybe finish in top 10 in the division.
0: We've got a, kind of stinks me, I'm not going to make it now with no car, but we actually have our big uh, Make-A-Wish race at my home track here at Thunder Valley this weekend where they do, proceeds go to help with the Make-A-Wish and it was really cool. The last, pre-COVID, the kids would come out and sit in the cars and do a, just, uh, just do a parade lap down the track and just see the kids around with the cars. It was just, that was a really, always a really cool event and I'm not going to be able to make it this year, so... I think I'm going to take my, since I'm done for the year, I'm going to miss out. So we have, let's see, what do we have? We had Thunder Valley this weekend. Um, Next weekend, St. Louis National. October 2nd the last MCR race currently at Kearney, Nebraska. So that's two the Ottawa race, which I was excited to go to. They're having, I think their lease is up on their track. So that race, I guess they're trying to reschedule it, find a different place to go with it, but... I think I might pitch in my $100 entry fee for the last three races that I'm not going to make, and I'll have to figure out who's going to get that this weekend. I might have to throw a, a bounty on someone just to feel like I'm still there, but kind of sad. They're, uh, they're, the Animo racetrack is a really cool spot. The lease is expired on that. Didn't run through the end of the season, so they're trying to get something there, but we just don't need to lose any more racetracks, so just... If you guys are by a racetrack, just go. Like, if you got a chance, go support them, and we got to keep this thing going.
2: That's generous of you. Yeah, definitely. I like that idea.
0: It was a uh, it was a donation, anyways, so I might as well uh, try to put it on. <laughs> I wonder. I got to look up who won last year, both days. Maybe I can figure that out.
2: Yeah, he's a bounty. But
0: we got some good guests lined up. I'm excited for. uh, next week we're going to keep them hanging here but we're definitely back on track and got some good guests lined up and now that our racing is you know wind down here a little bit and schedules are going it'll be a we've got a good uh good lineup plan for everybody that's listening so it's going to be a you have to stay tuned
2: i know I, i'm kind of sad that there's a national event in charlotte this weekend my race is my race will be forgotten by tomorrow <laughs> I haven't rolled out driving down there either because uh, like I said, you know, I want to keep going to these national events and networking and I might need a parking pass. Warner's you guys got two cars. Let me have one of those parking passes. And somebody uh, let me have a, a crew pass. Nice.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, it was fun to uh, get the recap of your historic weekend. That's awesome. Good work. Um, Don't forget, if you would like a T-shirt or stickers, you can get a hold of us at classracingtoday at Uh, gmail.com. We'll get that out to you. Uh, Also, Brian talked about a little bit, and Bobby, draginsights.com for all your race information. Uh, Check it out. Any last thoughts from you gentlemen before we wrap this show up?
2: That's it. I've talked enough. (laughs) I'm, I'm still living my dream week here. So, hey, that's uh, awesome. One of these days, I got to get back to regular uh, life, you know?
1: <laughs> nice. Brian?
0: No, just keep fighting the good fight, I guess. It'll be fun. Go out and support your tracks, and the rest of us will be working and preparing for next year.
1: <laughs> Excellent. com. Share this out to all your friends. Uh, and enemies, perhaps? Brian Wonder commented, you got a participation award. <laughs> Excellent. Good work. Thanks for listening. Thanks for staying with us for this episode of Class Racing Today. Classracingtoday.com. Check us out on the social medias. Have a wonderful day. We will see you next week as we get back into this schedule. Have a good day. Bye.